What's up, world? And welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's episode, we will be reviewing the year 2018 and what it's meant for the culture. We will discuss the interesting question, was 2018 the deadliest year for rappers to date? We'll also dissect some of the best and worst rap beefs of 2018. Myself, Jamil, and Dave will share our top 10 best albums from the year. We'll share what albums we're most looking forward to in 2019. And we'll preview some upcoming topics. So with that, kick back and please, please enjoy the show. Good day. What up, bro? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Glad to be off work, man. Uh, it was a rough one. Really? What happened? Well, you know, I sell liquor, so, you know, the holidays is our busy season. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Ramping up into the, um, you know, we ramp things up around this time of year. But, uh, just a lot. Just a lot. We just formed a new division um, I'm a part of, and... It still doesn't have a lot of things mapped out because oh. it's only been in existence since September. So you know, to jump from that directly into the holiday season, is just, you know, ain't a lot of things mapped out. I'll put that way. What's yeah. going on, Reggie? What's up, my dude? Not, nothing much, man. Nothing much. Just something I'm, I'm just glad to be off work, man. Right, right, right. What's up, Dave? What up, bro? Same <laughs> much, man. So I'm glad y'all yeah. can point in on oh. Hey, Dave, man, I got some music I want you to hear, man. I want, I want to get your opinion on it. <laughs> All right. He's like, I'm down for that. <laughs> I just yeah, want to uh, send you the album through text or something, and, and I want to get your opinion on it. Oh, it's it's it's, it's something you made? No, 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 no. I'll stick that to the professionals and the professionals only. <laughs> 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 I, I am only a critic. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, I'm glad y'all could join me on this this final uh, show um, or this final podcast of the year. Um, it's been one heck of a year for hip hop releases, man. A lot of good, good um, material that came out this year. Um, some of which we're going to review. Um, I invite you guys to share your uh, personal top ten favorite albums of the year. Uh, hopefully, rank you know. 10 if possible. Um, what's going on, Jamil? What up, what up, what up? Peace, God. <laughs> All right, so yeah, just glad to have you guys on. Uh, but we, we've made it to the end, finally. It's been a good year for hip-hop and for the show, man. Uh, I, I When I first started doing this podcast, I didn't think that six, seven months later, we'd still be going strong with it. And, you know, here we are, so... Um, you know, props to us. But um but we're gonna dive right into it, man. We we gonna we're gonna do a little brief review, brief discussion of uh twenty eighteen, uh the year in hip hop. Uh first of all, I, I do send a uh, I do wanna send a shout out to my boy Marcellus, who's a supporter and listener of the show. He had hit me up on the episode about uh rappers we thought were gonna make it and blow up that didn't unfortunately. He brought up a, a, an interesting pick. Uh, he brought up the rapper. Uh, y'all familiar with the rapper Bahamadia? Yeah. 
We talk about it all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he said he thought she would he should have blown up a little bigger than she did. You know, um, she you know she 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 was in a certain lane. You know, yeah, right, right. It's it's the, the conscious rappers. It's it's hard, real hard for them to get on, and a female and at that like, right. She kind of messed in with Jean Grey and a couple others. And, yeah. and although she's dope, there's nothing particularly outstanding about her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she's a dope MC, but you can lump her in with a bunch of other dope MCs. Right. Exactly, exactly. She, you know, I always felt that she would be what she was, uh, right? A, a dope, respected indie rapper. Um, right. You know, with 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 females who don't sell sex, it's, it's usually or it has been all about timing in the past with them. Um, right. As she came out in that golden era for female MCs, like '89, between '89 and '93, I think she would hit a little, little harder and a little bigger than she did. But she came out in like '96, '97, which was the Kid yeah. Foxy era. And, right. <clears throat> you know, it, it was it was kind of hard for her to kind of carve out her place in hip hop, but um, definitely a dope pick. So sh- shout out to Marcellus for that, man, and we appreciate your support on the show. So with that, um, we're gonna dive right into the year and review 2018. Um, something that that the internet has kind of been buzzing about a little bit. Um, 2018 um, has been labeled the deadliest year for rappers. Uh, reason being, like I, I, a record number of rappers died this year. I heard I, I have a list here of about 12 rappers who died. Um, I heard it was more, but just to name a few, uh, of course, Triple X, Sensation, Mac Miller, Jimmy Wapo, Fredo Santana, Craig Mack, uh, Lovebug, Starsky, Young Greatness, and um, who was the other one? Marley G. You know, people people have said that this is more of a reflection of where the culture has gone, unfortunately, the past few years, because the majority of these rappers... 12 that I have listed, with the exception of Craig Mack and Lovebook, Darski, all of them died from either gun violence or drug overdose. Oh, yeah. So what do y'all think? Do y'all think that's a bad sign for the culture and, and the direction it's heading? Like, like, Or do y'all think it's just uh, it, it has less to do with the culture and more about just youth in general? I think there's a, a, a mix of all of that. That, that can kind of lead to you know a person's untimely death I think um, definitely more those who are dying from addictions that might be more indicative of the culture um, than people you know who die of gun violence because those those are things that have been around and you know will continue to be around regardless of if these people rap or not if you're in an urban environment and you, you live in you don't even have to be living the street like you could just be there, you know what I'm saying, right. and be a victim of that, <clears throat> right? I, I, that's what I was thinking. I, like, I think the I think the ODs are more so, uh, are more so a symptom of the other other culture now, because you know, kind of comparing when we grew up to now, you know what I mean? Like, OD and, and being strung out was whack. You know what I mean? Like, right? Rappers never gun violence. I think is par for the course with the culture. You know what I mean? Like talking about street life and it's all wrapped up with selling drugs and that kind of thing. But actually being strung out or being hooked on drugs wasn't never cool. 
or but even now, taking drugs, really. Right. Yeah, like, but but now, I mean, you had you had your weed smokers back in the day, but right now, now it seems to be cool to be, I mean, sloppy on lean. You know what I mean? Like, I heard an interview of Future was talking about the, with that Tony Montana track, but he was like, he was so messed up he couldn't even really open his mouth so like his mouth so that's why like the words are slurred on the on the hook and everything and you got you got rappers named after drugs you know like it's it, it, it seems to be everything in the culture now is like wrapped up in that like that's what's cool but I, I, as far as the deaths go i don't i don't i don't know if it's, it's a bad thing for the culture i mean death is always wrong but i think it's kind of i don't i could blame the culture for it you know what i mean right Okay. guys making bad decisions in a lot of right, cases right. and some people really did struggle with you know legit addiction issues or you know depression which led to that like i think of mac miller's situation yeah uh, slightly differently than say somebody like Lil peep right. and maybe just because i know more about mac miller i may not be giving dude you know his credit as far as Lil peep is concerned but mac had been struggling with you know, emotional and mental health issues for a while anyway. And that was like a coping mechanism. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, hey, man, at at the end of the day, you know, crack is whack. (laughs) (laughs) All facts. (laughs) Spoken like a poet. And lean is mean, man. Lean is mean. Um, you know, pills I, I, kill. <laughs> you said what? I said pills kill, huh? Yeah, pills kill. <laughs> um, I, I think I think part of it too is that they're just, you know, I hate to say this, but it's just more rappers out now. Like, you know, just just, just to ma- how how to make rap and the, the the nuts and bolts of creating rap music is just so it's so easy now. Like anyone can be a rapper, so. I think naturally you're just going to hear about more rappers existing, and so you're also going to hear about more rappers dying. You know, just because it's such a because the technology and the advances there, it's just such an easy thing to create now. So, right. Um, you know, if you heard about twelve rock artists dying in a year, like people would be like, "Man, what's going on? Like it's an epidemic," you know. But unfortunately for rap, it's not it's not looked viewed the same. But um, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's it, you know, it's just sad. It's just sad. It's like we rap is in a place now where it's like you got the youngsters are ODing and getting shot, and then the the, the the old school cats are starting to die from things like heart attacks and right uh, other other chronic diseases, whatever it was that Craig Mack died from. You know, so you know a lot of people are biting it. So, but uh, but moving on, uh, I don't want to get Debbie Downer. Um, <laughs> Well, here, let's end this one on a positive note, just in, in terms of Craig Mack, because <laughs> he had been gone for a while. And remember, he had came back on that uh, special delivery. What made me I happened to listen to it recently because that stupid little Wayne song made me go back and listen to it. Craig Mack had like <laughs> one of the dopest intros <laughs> when he came in on that song. <laughs> the line he had was. You must want to be in the Guinness Book of World Records as the dumbest mother ever allowed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he started his verse off. I was like, okay. <laughs> Greg got some things to say. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, All right. Best. 
so moving right along, man, we we're gonna get into some of the beefs of twenty eighteen. Um, there were quite a few that that we saw crop up. Uh, of course, Joyner Lucas versus Tory, Cardi B versus Nicki, uh, M versus MGK, and then of course Pusha T versus Drake. Which one of these beefs did y'all in the back and forth within? Did you all enjoy what was the most entertained by this year? Oh, push, push, push got it for me, man. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bigger Eminem fan. Yeah, but yeah. The level, <laughs> the level that Pusha T took it with that final one, man. That 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 was phenomenal. I like. <laughs> he ruined the deal for him, man. He called out a kid. Like <laughs> the research he put in, man. That that to me that tops it, man. Like. The Eminem diss, I think, was dope. The fact that he even did respond. Uh, Kelly's actual diss wasn't bad, man. Like, I know, you know, like a lot of people don't want to give him credit for it, but it, w- it was a decent diss. But uh, Eminem came back and he kind of beat him with half strength. Like, I don't feel like he went as full in as he could have. No, no. That's why no, I would no. have to. I would have to give the. Uh, I got to get a nod to push, man. Absolutely. Like yeah, most yeah, it, it wasn't even close in my opinion, and I enjoyed all of those. Yeah, you know the back and forth with the, with all the rappers we just talked about, but I think just the way Push kind of laid the groundwork, and it it was really up to Drake to allow it to go to the level that it did. Like you know, it was a couple of jabs that he threw out on him at uh, Daytona, and if Drake leaves it alone or if he doesn't take it where he takes it as far as you know bringing his fiance into it he doesn't get he doesn't get the the hammer dropped on him like that so it was kind of his own doing which made it more entertaining for me yeah like you stepped yeah. into the trap <laughs> yeah if he you know what it was almost like a wily coyote move it was like yeah i'm i'm a, um you know i'm gonna paint this hole in the wall and then the roller runner is gonna slam into the wall and like Pusha T just went through the wall, and then when Drake tried to go through the wall, he slammed into the rock. Like right, <laughs> right. You got no business going here. It's like, dude, man, like you brought up his family, like you brought up his fiance, like like you crossed the line originally, and now that he's flapping back just as hard, it's like for him. It, it was just really bizarre, man. It was like for him to be so butthurt about it, like months after the fact, and yeah. like still commenting on it like i don't know when that footage was filmed or whatever but it was like he would just see him sowing his feelings and but before it's to never see a response track release it's like it was like he didn't it, it sounds like he didn't even know the rules of engagement here it's like dude if you feel that way about it like hit him back like jab him back and it's- <laughs> <laughs> but i mean what you gonna do if mike tyson steal your bike like you go, you could be mad, and you gonna you gonna fight Mike Tyson. I see. I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't even call push Mike Tyson. Like I, I he, he was almost he was almost the equivalent of like like a bully. Like Drake's been the bully. You know what I mean? Like right. people been taking shots at Drake for years, right? And nobody nobody has has made him stagger. I, I feel like push push was the equivalent of like that that kid. You know what I mean? The quiet kid. And don't yep. nobody really mess with. He slapped his books out of his hand, yep. and dude rocked him, man, and put yep. him on his back. And then, <laughs> like, he didn't know how to respond after that. He just kind of got up and, and walked away. Like, yeah, I guess the thing about why I think Drake was so so hurt about it is because he knows, like, you can you can hide behind your fans, and 
you know, he's still going to do his numbers. Like he's he's still going to have a successful career. But right. in his heart of hearts, as a fan of hip hop, he knows. He knows he got got, and it hurts. Like it hurts your pride as a, you know, somewhat of an MC. <clears throat> yeah. So now his only defense is like push cross the line. He shouldn't have crossed. Like right. even though even though you initially crossed the line, like you threw the rules of engagement out the window. It just so happens that he went a little further than you did, or than that you expected him to. But you don't have no control over that. Like if you punch me. And I hit you in the face with a brick. You could say that my reaction is an overkill, but you hit me. <laughs> you ain't got no control over That's how I'm going to respond to that. <laughs> That's a good reaction. Mm-hmm. Good illustration. Yeah. I mean, you, you brought up you brought up if Mike Tyson steal your bike, what you going to do? It's like, yeah, I'm going to let him steal my bike. But it's certain things that, like, I have to, you make a decision to do something or not do something, and you have to live with that decision. Like, like when, when dudes ask you, like, man, what if a really swole dude, he was out, in the, out with your wife, and a really swole dude grabbed your wife's butt. It's like, man, you know what? I can't live with that. You know, I can live right. with that. So, but, you know, if dude beat me down, he just going to have to beat me down. Like, you know, I'm looking for the fastest way to kick him in the nuts. Um, <laughs> you know, to at least give myself a chance, you know. What right, I mean? right. But some things you just can't, you just can't live with. Like, man, I cannot let this go. I might take this L, but I'm not. I gonna, can't not, allow not, it to happen. Yeah, right. I'm not going to take this L on my knees here. You know. Right. And what you're not going to do also is take the L and then complain about it later. You know what I mean? I think that's where he came off super weak about it too. It's like either you either you're gonna respond or you gotta let it die down. Yeah, yeah. Now, now we've 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 commented at length about you know Eminem and MJK, uh, uh, MGK or Machine Gun Kelly. You know, I, I felt I felt M- Machine Guns. You know, little little disrespect was respectable. We talked about the Joiner and Tory at length. Now with with Cardi and Nicki, man, this was one I just. One of them that just didn't sit well with me because this should have been a bit of a passing of the torch moment, if you will. Right. And that didn't happen, you know. And 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 you know, beef ensued. And the reason it didn't sit well with me was because like th- both these the, both these MCs between Cardi B and, and Nicki Minaj, it's like <laughs> their selling points are so different. It's like Nicki came in as a right. Cardi B, she can yeah, she can she came in as a sex symbol too, but her main selling point was her personality and her sense. Right. And it was just like, you know, just man, y'all can't coexist. You know what I mean? Like y'all kinda going after a different crowd in a different way here. And, you know, y'all really shouldn't be beefing. And it was just you know, I don't know. That's, that's that's more that was more Nikki than Cardi all day long. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She, she knew that her spot I mean I agree they should be able to coexist but you know Cardi's star is bright right now and she was definitely gonna eat up you know some of the fans that, that Nikki would have and she already took the ultimate L from Remy last year so to have Cardi kind of come in and you know be a presence as a female in the game where Nikki kind of was standing by herself in some ways was definitely a threat to her. Yeah, yeah. And she just she couldn't handle it. Yeah, yeah. You brought up a good point with Remy Ma. It's like, yeah, where was all this smoke for Remy? 
exactly exactly um yeah it just it just to me it smacked of just okay this is purely fueled from you know envy or jealousy or whatever and i just i don't know man i don't like seeing that amongst female mcs who are already minorities in the game like yeah y'all got each other here you know what i mean it, it just it wasn't a good look because it, it was all jealous. Like the other, the other beefs kind of got they got different motivation. You know what I mean? Somebody said something about somebody. Cardi and Nicki beef was just off hate. Yep. You know what I mean? Like there was it was really nothing else yep. behind it. Like nobody said nothing. She just she didn't like the way she was doing business, so she didn't like her. Right. You know what I mean? And that's why I don't like you know we got we need motivation to fight, man. But this this. That's why it didn't really it didn't really sound like a beef. Like it was stupid. Like nobody really got behind anybody because they shouldn't have been fighting to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was stupid. Um, and it didn't really produce any good diss tracks. No, no, nah, it was all awful. Yep. <laughs> you know, it wasn't <laughs> but, uh, fun. It was all good for TMZ, but nothing for nothing for the the, the hip hop fans. Right, right, man. Not enjoyable. All right, man. So, so, so moving right along, man. We're going to get to our personal top ten favorite greatest albums of uh, 2018. So, I hope you guys got your notes. Um, so, uh, Dave, man, we're going to start off with you. Um, ah, man. <laughs> um, I got five. I remember five. Um, because I can't, like. I'm in transit, so I can't I can't open notes. But uh, well, you know what? You know what? You want, I did. You want me and Jamil to run through ours, and maybe that'll jog your memory. Or yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, 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 yeah, go ahead. That okay, helps. okay. All right, so Jamil, you 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 go first. Uh, can do you have them rated ten to one? I do. Okay, I do. Uh, number ten, I struggle with, and I actually I'm looking at my notes now, and I have two of them written down for number ten. But I'm gonna go with um. Whether or not number ten, mm, my evidence. That's a good. That was a sleeper. Yeah, yeah, definitely a sleeper. Uh, number nine, Book of Ryan. Number eight, Mona Lisa. Number seven, Daytona. Number six, Streams of Thought, Volume One. Number five, Kamikaze. Number four, Young Sinatra Four. Number three, No News Is Good News. Number two, Jericho Jackson. And number one, <laughs> Lil Baby. <laughs> nah, number one, I had that Streams of Thought too. Streams of Thought Volume 2 for number one. I, I, I went ahead and gave it the nod this time. No Lil Zan? Nah, no Lil Zan. No Lil Zan. He's, a, he's an honorable mention, though. Right, right, right. Okay, man, man, you 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 got a you got a lot on your list that I actually had on mine. I think you had you might have had like you might have had like eight out of out of ten that I had. Wow, that's not surprising to me. This is crazy. This is crazy. All right, so so what what what? Okay, so what bumped Streams of Thought two above Jericho Jackson? Um, I was struggling with it anyway before, and um, I think I talked about this last week. I just didn't feel comfortable 
at the time voting for Streams of Thought as the number one album because it was so new. But I, I mean, I went back and listened to both of those albums, man. And as dope as the Jericho Jackson album is, um, man, it's just so much. Like I get, I get a different jewel every time I've listened to the Dream of Thought Volume Two, and it's such a short album, but it's so much like so many bars and, and as we talked about before, just the layers of of content inside of those bars. That even though it's a short album, man, it's it's, it's almost a new experience every time I've listened to it, and I didn't get the same feeling from Jericho Jackson. Like I just enjoy it. But it, it isn't a new album or it doesn't sound new to me every time I listen to it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Now where where did where did Kamikaze rank on yours? Kamikaze is number five. It's number five, okay. okay. Yeah. I had it just below uh that logic. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, lot so logic was four. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. See, it was uh, it was another one. Oh, Book of Ryan was what number seven? Number nine. Number nine. Yeah. Okay. Any any reason why you had that one solo? It's just a lot of heat. A lot of heat this year. You know, it just it, it wasn't a favorable year. Um, the only one that I think potentially could have been swapped out in that spot would have been Daytona. Um. But I just uh, Daytona got more burn than Booker Ryan for me, and they were you know both quality albums. But it just I don't know something about the Daytona stuck with me a little bit more. Maybe it was the production, uh, but I played that one more than I did Booker Ryan. Still oh. two dope, 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 dope albums. Very fair, very fair, man. Okay, okay, all right. So I'm gonna go ahead and dive into my list, man. I have a honorable mention, one that I was flirting with making number 10 um but it didn't quite make the list um because i felt i just got more bang for my buck with the one album i did eventually put at number 10 uh so for my number 11 honorable mention i actually have push a t daytona okay <clears throat> but number 10 is actually royce the five nine book of ryan um well let me let me run through the list so i got number 10 royce the five nine book of ryan number nine i have logic uh, Young Sinatra 4 mm. Number 8 I have Apollo Brown and Joel Ortiz Mona Lisa Number 7 I have Ghostface Killer The Lost Tape Number 6 I have Eminem Kamikaze Number 5 I have Black Thought Streams of Thought 1 Number 4 I have Marco Polo A Brooklyn Story Number 3 I have Fonte, No News is Good News. Number two, I have Jericho Jackson. And number one, I got Black Dog, Streams of Thought, Volume 2. I went ahead and gave it a nod. And like, for, for, for the sheer reason of just replay value, like, I, I definitely bumped that more than I bumped the, the Jericho Jackson. Like, the Jericho Jackson is an excellent, excellent album, man. But these two are like, these two albums are like one and one a like or one a and one b you really can't go wrong with either one but i just feel there's just so much meat on the bone with the black doll dreams of doll volume two um I, even though i would give the production edge to the jericho jackson by far you know but if if you're factoring in like total package 
streams of Dolph Volume Two just man, dude, it, it was like a punch in the mouth, dude. It just it just delivered what you what I what I personally wanted to hear, man, from from an MC. But Dave, we gonna we gonna move on to your list, man. So uh... <laughs> real real quick before we go, because I, I you had a couple interesting points that I found. Um, one the logic being so low on the list, but I think I know why that was. I I think talked about the experimental style in his production didn't really you didn't really rock with but no no um, no I like the experimental stuff like what I didn't like was when he actually played it safe like gotcha there were a couple of joints on there um that he just I'm like dude like what are you doing like like you had a good thing going here and you gonna throw this on here like you gonna crowbar the, it back there like, like the, the radio yeah. friendly ones I got you yeah, yeah, I, I felt like, but it, it, those are kind of far in between. Like, I felt like he had maybe two tracks on there that he could have just thrown completely away, yeah. and that would have that would have made the album that much better because they did. Like, he put them in the middle of like solid tracks. Yeah, kind of messed the flow just, up. It, yeah, it's like this fluffy radio garbage. Like, I, I don't want to hear this. And, I, 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 and let's not let's not ignore the fact. Let's not forget the fact he did have Wale on his album. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> Hundred miles of running was dope. One of the best songs of the it year, was, bro. It was. I can't. I can't even front. I can't even front. I just. I just like Jazz and Wale, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so, he's so. He's so sensitive, man. He's so sensitive. I know he's probably listening, man. Like, right. Like, he shouldn't care what someone like me has to say, but he does. But he does. <laughs> right. He's the Kevin Durant of rap. Right. Huh. Right. <laughs> and then. Um, uh, Brooklyn story you had at number four, correct? I did. I did. I mean that bold choice, Cotton. Um <laughs> it was a good good album. A really good album. I just didn't it it would surprise me um to be that high on the list, but I'm not I'm not you know what? It's at so, all. When I when I put it originally on the list it was at like six or seven but then I, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I did enjoy this more than Kamikaze. I did enjoy this more than um, uh, uh, Ghostface Killers, The Lost Tapes. I did enjoy this a little more than Streams of Thought 1. Streams of Thought 1, my only issue with Streams of Thought 1 was, of course, the last five tracks like nothing. Um, and then one of those tracks wasn't even new. It was already like a year old. Like, right. The song with, with South P, I had already heard before. So... To me, that was enough to give the Master Ace the, the bump above that album, um, and to and the production, the production on that on, on Brooklyn Street was just it was just banging, man. It was just banging, like yeah, I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. Fair enough. Um, well, Royce of Five Nine though with Booker Ryan, I felt a little bad putting that so low at number ten. Only reason I did was because of the replay value, like <clears throat> right. This is his unquestioned master. Uh, Absolutely. In his discography, but it's such a emotional roller coaster, man. It's like if you just want to hear the hip hop tracks, you're going to be hitting the skip button a lot. Right. But if you want to, if you really want to straddle land for the emotional roller coaster of him going back and recounting his childhood and all of that, like you know, you you you'll be in for a doozy. You'll be in for a doozy. But like. I feel that Royce. I feel like Royce accomplished exactly what he set out to accomplish with this album. To the point that you completely forget about his other album. Like nobody even talked about Prime Two at all. 
and that was a good album. True. Yeah, it was a good album. It, it suffered from, from some whack hooks, but yeah. it, was, it was still a good album. Um, that's Roy's whole career. Is that he yeah. just doesn't write hooks well? Yeah, very. True. Nor nor does he perform them well. <laughs> yeah, very. Yeah, he's not a hook guy, man. Uh uh-uh. uh. He's the Specialist. Yeah. Rap. He might be um, worse than Lupe. Yeah, I think he is worse than Lupe. I think he is worse than Lupe. Um You gotta respect me. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a um there, there there's twenty five must hear albums from twenty eighteen that that I don't have time of course to get to. So it, uh, when I post this episode in the um, in the description, I'm going to share a link to my uh, Rachel Music page, and there I have the the, the the top 25 albums from 2018 listed uh, on there. When you hit the link, because um, there's there's a lot of a lot of um, great great albums that came out that didn't quite make the list. I thought the G- DJ Jazzy Jeff M3 album was dope. I thought yes. I thought the Murs was dope. Uh, even though a lot of people hated on it, man, I thought the Nas was dope. It was alright. It was a little more. Nas, that Nas, Nas was like it was like Tyson fighting with one arm, man. Yeah, like you wanted more. Yeah, the whole yeah. time. I, I felt like I felt like he wasn't at full strength. I don't know if he chose to dial it back because of the, some of the production of the beats or what. But it it, it felt like he kind of simplified a lot of his subject and rhymes. Yeah. yeah, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. But I, I, I do feel that like with, with the beats he got, which were high quality, which, which was some pretty dope beats. Like I think they they married with his flow pretty well. Like, do I wish he would have went in a little bit more lyrically? Yeah, but I think for what we got out of those seven tracks, it was it was a pretty decent it was a pretty decent effort. But for sure, a lot a lot of good music that came out. Um, uh, uh, but moving right along, uh, Dave. Uh, I don't know if if, if you're still gonna roll with your five, or if you got some others you were able to think of. Uh, but I got my five, and I I, I remembered a few more. Uh, okay. They not. I mean, basically, I think everybody's list are somewhat similar. Yeah. Um, it just it switched up as far as some of the seating. I go I go mine from top to bottom. But my, my favorite album this year was that Young Sinatra. Like, especially after him dropping an album early in the year, to hear this yeah. sound and the way he kind of went to a lot of boom bap beats and he kind of changed his his style somewhat to cater to some of his features and it made the features work a lot better. I, I, I like when he did yeah. this album. Um, so that was that was my favorite. Uh, Streams of Thought 2 was was like you said it, it was just what we needed man like, especially as a hip-hop fan and as a roots fan and a black thought fan it was dope um at three i had to go with jericho jackson four i had uh it, it, it was a toss-up between book orion and um and uh no news good news okay so but I'll put I'll put no news there, and then I'll go uh, book of Ryan number five. Um, okay. I did remember I had uh I had the lost tapes in my top ten, 
Kissy, Ghost, and Daytona. Um, I love Daytona. I think Daytona got the second most spins, but my problem is the the, the length. Like, I feel like seven tracks is not enough. Yeah. Like, like, mm. like, like with the Nas thing, and you got seven tracks. If two of them are whack, then, then what are you down to? You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. I feel like I feel like he did have the best kind of album out of all those seven track things. Like his was most consistent. I'd I'd agree with that. Right, but. I mean, I, I, the only track I didn't like on there was the one with Kanye. Oh, cop? I no, no. You talking about you talking about that Daytona, right? Yeah, off Daytona. Oh, oh, off Daytona. What was oh, that? Uh, what would me do? I actually like yeah, that yeah. one. I don't know, man. His his verse threw me off. Kanye's. Yeah. But, yeah, like it is. Like it's still it still was a dope project though. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's 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 it. Yeah, yeah. So KFC goes Daytona, and then you also say at uh. Kamikaze is in my top ten too. So I'm gonna okay. put that in my top five. I'm actually a little surprised. I thought Kamikaze was gonna be like really high on the list just because it was M. Nah, like I, I loved it, but it was better projects out for sure. And that it it, it was consistent. Like I, I liked it. I liked the project, but it's I don't know, man. It, it was it was better projects out this year. Yeah, and that was one that you you can't listen to Kamikaze every day. You can't. You can't. You gotta be in the mood. Yep. I didn't. I don't know, man. Like I, I tried to, I try to put my list based on albums that I've gave spins. Yeah. Like Streams of Thought, Young Sinatra. Those haven't even left my, left my rotation since they dropped. Pretty much. But, yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Both. Both of those. Yeah. Just very high quality albums. Like, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad Eminem. <laughs> Dropped what he dropped, like it was sufficient. You know what I mean? Like I, I I'm not nah. looking for another Marshall Mathers LP. You know what I mean? Like just, just give me some sufficient. Show me you still. Got I feel it. like he he went he went too far good, left know, like, with his last album, and that's that's what kind of threw everybody off. Because I, I went back right. to listen to it, and lyrically, it, like he said, man, he didn't give us garbage lyrically. It's just. It's just the tone, like you rapping about Black Lives Matter and stuff, and it's like, uh... yeah, it comes off as pandering. I think. <laughs> yeah, like, like the track with Beyonce, like your single was, it was garbage, man. Like somebody should have literally told him, like, don't do this. Like it didn't, it didn't fit anything Eminem has ever done. Like I get kind of stepping outside of your lane, but it didn't sound good. Like, who was that for? Like, it's not right. for Beyonce fans. It, it sure ain't for Eminem fans. Like I, I right. didn't. Who are you making this for? Well, well, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Un, you know, no, no, I didn't, I, I didn't think he was. I, I didn't think he was. It was ungenuine either. But it, I'm, I'm talking like just musically, sonically. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, you do got to make work. music for people to like. Like, <laughs> like, and that's what like I would, I would kind of ask him. Like, if I was there, I would have said like, who are you making this track? Like, who's gonna like this? Who's gonna buy this? Who's gonna, who's gonna put this in their car and bump this? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but Eminem, man, he's even even though he missed up with that album, like, you know, this dude, he, yeah, he's got no so doubt. much equity with me, man. Like, I was like, you know what? Everybody gets one stinker, you know. You know, I'll be around for the next one should it drop. And fortunately, that 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 happened. You know, and it happened pretty quickly too. I think I think yeah, yeah. Dropped, yeah. what, like nine months after revival. So. You know, hey, look, look, he he heard some 
complaints from his fans, and he heeded the call, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm I'm happy with the result, man. If he if he wants to retire after this album, I hate Eminem. You 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 made great contributions, man. Your discography is great impression. So I I can't complain. I can't complain from what from what he's he's gifted us. But um. It was another one you had in there. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't know you were feeling the. Yeah, I mean, Ghostface, uh, it, it, it was. It reminded me of just some classic Ghostface. Yep. I, his sound was a little weird. Like his vocal sounded weird on it. But yeah, I don't know if that was like how he sounds now, or if they did something with the audio. But I like think a that just be now. how he sounds now because yeah, a lot of his newer albums sound like that. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't tell, man. But. Like it, it just it took me back to some old Ghostface, and then sprinkled in, you know, yeah, with yeah, some, those, with some those, those, a little bit different, just because of the different collabs that were on there. Yeah, like the Big Daddy Kane feature. I think we talked about that before too. It was just bananas, and then the E Forty and Snoop one was yeah, was crazy was, too. Man. That was, yeah, man. I do. I always wanted to hear Ghost and E Forty. On yeah. the same song, and I finally got it, man. It's like, it's like the hip hop guys. Ghost and E forty. That's what you was asking hip hop guys for. Exactly. Yeah, dude, uh, the crazy, slang, the crazy slang. And you figure that that Ghost might get the get the most out of E forty. Um, I can, I can, I can, I can see that. Sir. When he wants to, man, E forty actually can be a really yeah, dope it, it, MC. It, it's just, oh yeah, not all the time. Definitely not all the time. <laughs> yeah, you you gotta be you gotta be in the whip and you gotta yes. be in the mood to hear E forty man. Like like he he's got some cuts, man. He's got some cuts, but you know, dude 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 is a veteran and a legend in the game, man. Like like he said, been in it for a minute, been a fit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he's He's definitely I mean, the he's doing something right playing. since the kids like to talk about all the money. Because who was courtside at the Warriors game during the playoffs? <laughs> hey man, very true, very true. Mm-hmm. They had to come through and kiss his ring. Um. Oh, oh. So Dave, you you brought up. Uh, yeah. You also brought up KFC Ghost. That was one that neither me nor Jamil had. Uh, can you speak on that album a bit? A lot of it was the production, right? Kanye Kanye meshes well with a few artists. Uh, one is Jay Z, and and I feel like the other one, if I had to pick one, would have to be Kid Cudi. Like he's got, he's got the perfect ear for his sound, and I feel like uh, it, he kind of put it on display because Kid Cudi likes to kind of play with his vocals and stuff like that, and that's what seems like Kanye's doing now. And uh, I, I I like the album. Like I, I love the sound of it. It's it's. I don't know, man. It's just like lyrically, I'm not. I don't like. I'm not a fan of Kanye's new work. Like he, I don't like. I don't like his sound. Like ever since he got rid of, you know, Consequence and, and Ryan Fest, like his bars have have nosedive. And yeah. I feel like, oh yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. taking that, taking him off of some of those tracks would have actually helped the album. But if you can kind of dial him back to a certain point, he's not as bad. And I feel like kind of to a certain point, but yeah, um, I, I I like I like hearing Cuddy on on Kanye beats. So to me, like that, I, I enjoyed some of those a lot. Well, like I said, it's only seven tracks, but 
Like I like I like some of those tracks, most of the tracks. I mean that album made designer bearable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like Kanye can hide people in like his his production is still top notch. Yes. He's just a, a lunatic. Yeah. yeah he's, he's lost. <laughs> all right. All right. Um. <clears throat> very well, man. Very well, then, man. But yeah, yeah, y'all. Great list. Uh. Uh. Great. Great. Placing, placements of, of these albums like I, I think it's very justified um I really <laughs> I really wish we could have got could have got Greg on here for this one man like maybe I'll invite him to, to share his list uh on the, on the next episode we do cause I know he's gonna have some that that, that my I, I Reggie too man Re- Reggie, yeah. Reggie got yeah yeah. Um, yeah Reggie too Reggie too so I, I, I'll, I'll invite him I'll invite him to share theirs on the, on the next episode um and, and yeah, they could they could kind of have their say, but uh, that being said, though, um, so we we've we've got a few albums that are rumored to come out in 2019, and some of them are albums that were actually supposed to come out in 2018 that just never dropped. So, what are y'all's like anticipated, most anticipated albums uh, that you want to see come out for next year? I've been looking forward to this uh this Chance album. It's rumored uh chance and kanye album mm-hmm. good good yeah job. i just read about that yeah. like so yeah so that's that's mm-hmm. the album that's supposed to be good a job so i don't know man i don't i i don't know why but i just I, feel funny when the, when the two of them have linked up though man they made some good songs yeah. i think the the intros on both of their albums chance was on kanye's and kanye was on chance and both of those i like both of those tracks yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll give you. That. It's gonna be but seven tracks, album, though. Like, yeah. Do you like oh, fans? It, it though? I mean, if you're a fan of him, then he kind of he he caters to his lane. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't right. think he takes a lot of risks, like a like a Gambino or something. Like, if if it was Gambino and Kanye, then you you wouldn't know what to expect. But I think I think you kind of got I got a, I got a decent idea. I think of what. The album should sound like so. Right, I'm kind of excited because with it being labeled, with it being labeled "Good A Job," I was under the impression that it was going to be that they both were going to be rhyming on it. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be seven tra- seven Kanye produced tracks with Chance rhyming over it. I thought it was going to be kind of like a. Uh, cool I, I thought it was just his. I thought Kissy Ghost was like. I thought that was him and Ye, like Cuddy and Ye, and I, I thought. Or I, like these all rumors, but I, I thought Kanye was coming out with his own album. And he was producing a uh, Chance's album. I think that that's a separate project. I think Chance is coming out with an album himself in addition to this one. So I think uh, Ian might be right where this is going to be a collaborative album. But uh, the thing about it is, I, I mean, I could be wrong on how I read that too. Cause it's not a, a ton of accurate information out right but that was one I had on my list too that I, I, I'm looking forward to that one regardless like I'm interested in what it would sound like if I don't like it I ain't gotta play it no more but I think the, <laughs> <laughs> I think the potential the potential there is, is good enough that I'm excited for it right. well, well the reason the reason I worry about it is because uh, the last collaborative project I and I was I was I was extremely underwhelmed by watching Throne. 
I'm just like, man, like, this album should be a lot better than it is. Like, I thought it was okay, but I really, I wanted to love that album, but I just, I couldn't get there. Um, so that's why I'm a little nervous about that, this one with Chance. <laughs> but I know, I know a, a few albums I'm looking forward to, man. Like, we just got word that, yes. um, Starface, which is, um, Inspector Jack and, and Esoteric, they're doing the Starface Meets Ghostface album. It's dropping in February. They already dropped a single. I didn't hear that. I didn't even know they dropped a single. Yeah, they got a single out for it. I forgot the name of it, man. Um, I'm gonna try to look it up before before we get out of here. But um, uh, yeah. So that's that's supposed to be dropping in in, in February. And then, of course, uh, we never saw right. the Black Star album drop. That's supposed to be produced by Mad Lib. So I'd be really, really anxious to see that but something's telling me that that might not happen you know i don't know man i'm not willing um, to give up on it so easily <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't i don't i don't want to give up on it but it's just like you know it just sounds too fake well i see y'all saying bay is doing shows again in the u.s so that's a good sign okay okay good good <clears throat> and then another one uh, uh, that I thought was going to drop this year, but didn't. I hope it drops soon next year. What? Uh, Jewels yeah, Tour, man. man. Yeah. Yeah, they've been, they, they've already, they've both come out and said that they've been started working on it. Like, I thought that they were going to drop it before the end of this year. That's what everybody was hoping, but, you know, oh, hopefully we'll... They keep we'll putting out work the way they've been doing, man. That may go down as one of the best groups. Because they... Oh, they, they already. Dude, they, they already are. I would, I would argue that nobody, at least as far as groups, has had a, a more solid debut three albums. Like first three albums, better than that. I mean, you got you got three that's legit, man. Like yes, yes. And by legit, by legit, I'm yeah, yeah. Like no doubt, bro. Like it's not enough time has passed yet for um, for Running Jewels three. But I would say one definitely a classic. Oh snap! Look at the time. All right, I, I got to roll, fellas. This was uh, this was nice. Right, I didn't, didn't want to right, out on you because it was only <laughs> it's only three of us. But right, hey. Okay. Oh, it's all good. Rodney, come on. All right, well, I, if this meeting over, I try to do that. Cool. All right, bro. All right, man. <laughs> all right, so yeah, yeah. You you were talking about running jewels, man, dude. I, Absolutely. The second one is definitely a classic. Um, but yeah, and but dude, the, me personally, like I bumped the third one the most. Like, I think they get equal burn because usually if I'm playing Running Jewels, is, um, I'm probably on a long trip, so I'm just putting like I'll put all three in the queue and just run it on uh, shuffle, so it'll go between all three of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, I could definitely see that. And then another album. This, they, they just started talking about this So another album that's supposed to drop next year Is the um, The fourth Kendrick Lamar album Yeah I heard But I don't think that has been confirmed Okay Because okay. they were talking about uh, Kendrick and Schoolboy Q Both supposed to be dropping projects next year I think the Schoolboy okay. Q album Is already done And it was going to drop this year But he pushed it back Due to the stuff with Mac Miller Oh, I did hear that. I did hear that. Yep, yep. 
Okay, okay. And then lastly, man, lastly, the uh, another album of, of on my end that I, I personally look forward to. Uh, hopefully, we'll see in 2019 the Kanye produced Sci High to Prince album. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sci High is like just. He's he's the best MC nobody's talking about. I mean, I don't know. Some people talk about him, but it's a lot of people that don't know who he is, even though they've heard him. Like he's been around, you know, the the good music camp for a while, so they will have heard his work, but just underappreciated by the masses. Yeah, yeah. He um, I, I, I and when I put him, when I put other people on to him, they'll be like, "Man, dude, nice!" Like. You know where where you dig him up from? Like I'm like, oh man, my my other boy put me on to him. Yeah. You know, and it's like everybody I let, I put him on to it. It's like they enjoy his music. They they say he's a dope lyricist. It's like, but like for whatever reason, like his popularity level just isn't it just isn't up there. You know, which is which is kind of odd because you know you, you figure okay, he signed a good music. Like more people should hear about right. him. Like that should that should translate to more exposure for him. Right. Um, but it just for whatever reason it just doesn't like but yeah he, he he's a dope artist man he makes for me he makes trap music time. that's exactly what i was gonna say like that's what trap music should sound like yeah yep yep if, if all trap if all trap rappers sounded like like him or rapping like him do i would be a trap fan yeah like, i'd be up in here like reggie man <laughs> somebody i love trap <laughs> In fact, in fact, it was Reggie who put me on to it. Really? Now that I think about it. Yep. Uh, he, he put me on to, what was it? The Black History Project. Okay. The Black History Which was and super dope. He was like, he just gave me the CD one day. Yeah, man, check this out. I put it in, man. After track three, I was just like, yo, who is this? Right. Like, this nigga still. He is a phenomenal lyricist. Yes. Man. Um, but yeah, hopefully we see a project from him next year, man. Like I just, you know, I, you know, like 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 you you hope certain artists blow up, but then at the same time it's like, you know, you kind of want them to stay hungry and so they could keep delivering like quality material, right? And like you know, he just for some reason like the mainstream success has been kind of elusive for that guy, and it's like you really don't know why. But I think he might just be in a in a pocket where it works for him because he's still getting his bread just from publishing credits for writing and such. So, yeah, I yeah yeah you're right you're right yeah you're definitely right. Okay then, all right. So man, we gonna move right along. Um, I wanted to I'm gonna get to to what you're bumping and overrated and underrated all that. Um, but first I wanted to. Uh, bounce around the next um, Magnum Opus artist that that we're going to do for the next one. I was actually thinking of doing Common. Interesting. Um, Common has, I want to say, what, 10 albums, 11 albums? I'm not counting Universal Mind Control, so it's only only 10. (laughs) I refuse to acknowledge that album. Hey, man, love love it, hate it, man. You got it. We got to talk about it. (laughs) Um, so <clears throat> doing, doing him on the next Magnum Opus and just covering his whole discography as opposed to the to the top five. I think I think we can get through him pretty quickly. He, he's he's got a pretty interesting discography because I me personally I kind of feel that he I agree. Works pretty kind of, yeah. Not that the not that the 
you know, Kanye work was bad because he delivered two really good albums. Um, but I think that people look at B as his best album, and I, I highly disagree with that. Yeah, I highly disagree with that too. It's at best, at best, his fourth best album. You can make an argument for third, but I, I agree. Probably fourth or fifth is where should sit. Yeah, four, I would say yeah, fourth. There's no way it's better than like Water for Chocolate. There's no way it's better than um, One Day It All Makes Sense. There's no way it was better than uh, uh, Resurrection. Resurrection, yeah. Yeah, it just it just isn't. It just isn't. Like, you know, it was a fine album, don't get me wrong, but It was yeah, a great was album. But, three. Um, nah. But um but yeah, I, I figure we can kinda go into his discography and, and dissect that a little bit a little bit and uh, uh and speak on his albums and rank them from, from worst to first. So <clears throat> But moving right along too. Uh overrated, underrated, man. We 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 gonna we gonna tear through these. Um Overrated or underrated, man. Overrated. Black Friday sale. Niggas be in that. Niggas be in that fighting over yeah. whack TVs. <laughs> and <laughs> what's crazy is, so I've I've done it before. Um, I did it a couple years. I used to take my little cousin with me. Um, he was like, maybe, man, just turning eighteen or nineteen at the time. So we would hang out. It was it was like a thing. Actually, I don't even think he was eighteen yet. So it was like a thing for us to do. Uh, he liked the fact that he could be out, you know, super late or whatever. And his mom wasn't tripping because she was with me. I mean, he was with me. So that part I enjoyed. But once he kind of outgrew the novelty of it, I didn't really care anymore. And there was a year that I had gone. And um, so a friend of mine, she had her uh, her daughter, like her teenage daughter there. And we were at the same store. So she she left to go somewhere else. She was like, yo, can you just kind of look out? Just know that she's here. I'm like, cool. Long story short, she got punched in the face. Okay. She got punched in the face. Yes. <laughs> got punched in the face over. Okay. Yeah. You you left off with a little girl got punched. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Over what? I, <laughs> it was over a TV. What? Over a TV. Yeah, I was. I, I guess I won't name the store, but it was Walmart. So I was with. It wasn't Walmart. It wasn't Walmart. It was definitely a big box store, though. But I had a. I walked away from, you know, the line opening or whatever, and um, she was there. She wasn't by herself. It was. She was there with her stepsister, and her stepdad was somewhere around. But apparently, he wasn't right there where where the girls were, and I had walked away altogether. Cause I went to get like a GPS or something. So I was in a different part of the store. And, uh, when I caught back up with her, she's crying. I'm like, what's going on? She had the TV by the way, but whoa, <laughs> I'm okay. like, what's happening. And she told me some, some, uh, some dude like stole off of her trying to get the TV up out of, and I guess somebody else. Yeah. I guess somebody else kind of came to her aid and, uh, calmed it down before it got, you know, any, any further out of hand. I was pissed. I was like, "Well, who is he? Where he at? What he look like?" Yeah, you gonna punch a chicken in the face over a TV? And over it's a not TV. like it's not like they giving these away. They, you still have to pay money for them. Exactly. If they were giving away free TVs and it was the last one, like 
yeah, I can understand people getting a little violent, but like, man, dude, like, like they'll, they'll still take your money the other 365 days of the year, like, right. Oh, but what it is is the the prices are, uh, especially on those. There'll be a few items that they, you know, mark down super cheap, and people want to load up on them and then try to flip them like they do the sneaker game. It it don't work like that. It doesn't man. It doesn't like unless it's like a, a pretty rare item. But like I don't know, man. It's just it's 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 crap that like a lot of times they mark it up just before Black Friday, um, right? And then they mark it back down for Black Friday because they they still exactly. there. They still have to make their margin. So you know it's like, come on, man. People getting you getting trampled for a crock pot. It's just it's, <laughs> come on, man. It's just not it's, worth it's it. It's overrated. It's overrated. Completely. Man. I mean, you can get you can come up on some stuff, but like if I do Black Friday shopping, I'm going to get some some movies or something like that where they got Blu-rays for five bucks. And I can come in in the afternoon, leisurely, <laughs> get that with no problem. I ain't fighting no crowds. Exactly. Overrated. Yeah, you definitely overrated. All right, man. Next up, man, Hot Pocket. Overrated or underrated? Hmm. I'm going underrated. Okay. I'm going underrated. They're not. They're not good. <laughs> it's not like gourmet food, but. Um, man in a pinch is cheap and, and quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go overrated only because there's so many other microwavable foods out there that are better. Like I don't, I don't think I've ever like eaten a hot pocket and like been like, man, that was good. That was slamming. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that, that hit the spot. You know, it's just. You know, they scientists made great strides in the in the field of microwavable and and, and, and uh, heatable foods, so uh, frozen foods. So I gotta go. Uh, I don't know, man. I gotta go a little over uh, overrated on that. I right. gotta give you points for being portable, though. Yeah, but they got some other portable ones out there that are pretty good. True. You know, um, especially with the with the with the uh, the breakfast ones. But um, but next up, man, the movie Lean on Me. Overrated or underrated? Wow. <sighs> I'm going underrated. It's still people who haven't actually seen it that I know. Um, really? Yeah. I'm going underrated. Okay. I'm going to go underrated just because, it, to my knowledge, it didn't win any awards, man. And, like... The performances in that in that in that movie were iconic. Even even the young kids in there were, were great. Yeah, you know, yeah. We had no no acting experience, man. Um, you know what? I remember when I first started dating my wife. You know, we were kicking around one night trying to find a movie to watch, and she had never seen Lean on Me. Mm. So you know, I, I brought it over. We threw it on, and she was like, "Oh, that was that was actually pretty good." And like, yeah, yeah. She she had never seen it, man. She had never seen it. Um. I'm not going to do it tonight, but one of these days we're going to. <laughs> one of these days we got to dive into what love got to do with it. <laughs> I might, I might have to dedicate a whole segment. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to like get all my giggles out before then because I don't, I don't want to be insensitive to the situation. But that movie is hilarious. <laughs> Dude, he was just. I was just cartoonishly bad, man. Like, 
That's what. <laughs> that's what made it funny because you know that there's no way it was as bad as that. Well, you know what? It couldn't have been. It could it, not have been that. I think it was. I think it was. I, I saw an interview with some with a friend of Tina Turner's who was um, actually depicted in a movie. This was a real life interview. This was like years after the fact, and she was talking about how like they didn't expect Ike to live that long. Like part of the reason like Tina stuck it out with him was because they were like expecting like somebody to take him out because right. Beating up women, he was beating up dudes. He was like beating up other dudes, women, you know, and like a few cats. It was known like a few cats out there was trying to like gun him down and like, oh wow, you know, take his life because he was he was just that off the chain with it. Like, and she was somehow she 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 was shocked that like nobody took him out before old age, basically. Right. I was a bad man, apparently. Yeah, apparently, man. You, you, you know, you know who I'd be scared of though. Who was I? What was Ike Turner's dad like? Right. That he was like that. Right. You know? he learned it from somewhere. Yeah, it all starts somewhere, man. It all starts somewhere, man. Like, woo, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is the appropriate response. <laughs> man, don't want to meet him. But um, um, next up, man, overrated or underrated? Brunch. That's funny. I was literally just talking about this today uh, to my mom. Overrated, man. Brunches for bougie, <laughs> bougie black people. It's you know what? It's I'm gonna go with properly rated. I don't want to say overrated because like I don't really eat breakfast, and if I eat a if I eat a big enough brunch, I'm good for the rest of the day. Right. But I can only do that on, like, a day where, like, you know, I'm off work. I don't really have anything else to do. Right. Like, my life is just so busy and hectic now. Like, I don't have that. I don't have that luxury of, like, a lot of leisure time on my hands where I'm like, oh, I'll just kick around and eat a big meal at about two-ish. And, right. you know, <laughs> you know. But, you know, the, the, the food I have had at brunches have, have been good. So I'll just say properly rated for now. I think All it's right. just the whole brunch experience for me makes me say it's overrated because it has become a thing now. You know what I mean? Where before it might have been just something that happens, like the way you're describing it. It might be you and the fam go, you know, have y'all happen to be eating late, and then that's that's just it. You didn't have a lot going on, but you know, niggas be out here planning that, like, yo, we're gonna. <laughs> We're gonna go out to brunch and and you know talk about art that we're not gonna buy and <laughs> you know dress up and, you know, and, and we're gonna toss strawberries in each other's mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> like all the it becomes a whole event. <laughs> all the dudes are gonna be wearing wooden ties. It'll be nice. No man, like like you know the, the concept of it, <laughs> the concept of it isn't a complete turn off to me. I get what you're saying about it's it's become a bougie black person thing, um, but you know what? It makes me it appeals to the little ten percent of bougie black person in me. I I am <laughs> I am grown enough where I can acknowledge I have a smidget a smidget of bougieness in my character and personality. So. You know, the idea of brunch, 
does kind of appeal to me, so I can't I can't even front. <clears throat> I would enjoy that with just my wife. Like me and her, I would do that, but I'm not really trying to do it as this big thing. And I know I got more than 10% bougie in me. I got monogram bed sheets, so I know I know I got more than ten percent boozy in me. I'm not I'm not about to gloss over this. You have a monogram bitch. I do. I do. <laughs> and and pillowcases, I do. <laughs> Wait, so do you, so is it just you or do y'all have like his and hers? Nah, they they're uh his and hers. It's the um. So it's it's I uh, well not my it's our initials the the last name in the middle and then uh, both initials for the first name on either side of that. Wow! So just in case they get lost, <laughs> these are bridges. You know, you know who these belong to. These are bridges. House, House of Bridges. <laughs> Dude, what are you, a Tyler Perry villain? Like, what? <laughs> What's funny is I always be, be getting on my guy about being, you know him, uh, Kyle. I always talk to him about being bougie or whatever. Oh, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I always mess with him about that. And he called me out on it because I took a picture of something that was on my bed. Um, I think I was taking a picture of a shoe or something. But in the background, you can see the pillowcase. He was like, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> But I say all that to say, I like, yeah, I, I, I got a little more than ten percent bougie in me, but I still. <laughs> Here's my other question, though: Where do you go to get that done? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was something my wife did. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. I thought you were gonna say it was a gift. Or something, man. Like... Nah. Nah. She went. She went and did that. Oh man, that's hilarious! Man. It is. It is hilarious. It's. It's not something I ever thought would be. Uh, a thing that I own, but here I am, and I'm I, I rock them proudly. Man, now now I can see like I can see like a, a monogram, like monogram cufflinks, or you know cuffs, or a, a tie bar, or something like that. But man, monogram bed sheets, man, like yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Tyler Perry villain. <laughs> 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 but I can actually see that. Right. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. So moving on, man. The final, the final one for overrated, underrated polo shirt. Underrated, man. Um, they're incredibly versatile. Yes, they are. You can yes, you can are. dress them up. You can dress them down. You can wear them to work. You can yep. wear them to go clean the hall. You could yes. you know wear them to the zoo. You got different colors, man. Like, and, and if you wish, you can get a monogram. <laughs> <laughs> I may have a monogram polo. <laughs> and uh, I, could, I would co-sign that. I would definitely co-sign that. <clears throat> but, all right, man. Moving right along, man. We going to, we, before we wrap this up, we, of course, no episode will be complete without uh, doing our What You Bumping segment where we invite... Uh, or we share with the audience what we've been bumping for the week, whether it be new or old. Got the bump, 
the bump, the bump, bump, ah. We got the bump, the bump, the bump, bump, We got that bump, the bump, the bump, bump, ah. We got that bump, the bump, the bump, bump, We got that bump, the bump, the bump, bump, ah. We got that bump, the bump, the bump, bump, We got that bump, the bump, the bump, bump, So, Jamil, man, this past week, what you been bumping? Uh, man, I went back to uh, Streams of Thought, which is not going anywhere out of my rotation anytime soon. <laughs> um, I actually went back and was bumping at uh, Sound Bomber in Volume 2. Whoa. Yeah, man. Odie but goodie, man. Fantastic stuff on there. The Mayor <laughs> is such a banger that Feral Munch. Um, Eminem on Ruckus, that was a dope. That, that uh, was a mini man or. Yeah, mini man. Yep. Yeah. The uh, common, like it was. That was just a, a oh, really, really that, good album. Yeah, and then I, I was bumping that. Um, and I don't like mashups usually. I don't, but I think I uh, texted you this a while back that um, Mary J. Dilla or Dilla J. Blige, however, however it was named. Oh, you know what? I never got a chance to check it out. <laughs> it's it's bananas. Is bananas and I like I said mashups ain't really my thing, but that one works effortlessly. So I've been bumping that this week. Okay, okay, cool, cool. All right, man. I've been um I've been spending a lot of time in my car, man. Like as you know, I sell alcohol for a living, and uh, the holidays is our busy season. So I've probably worked twenty eight out of the past thirty days. Yikes. And uh, so I've been spending a lot of time in my car. Um, so I've been bumping um, uh, Raekwon, only built for Cuban Link. Yeah, man. Um, when the weather gets cold, I just I got that's one of those I gotta throw in. You gotta keep it in the in the car. Um, I've also been bumping Sky High to Prince, uh, No Dope on Sundays, uh, the album he dropped a little bit over a year ago. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> dope, dope album. I've been bumping, I don't know if you remember, it's a compilation from like the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, Bobito, uh, or uh, aka Stretch Armstrong, Farewell to Fondalum compilation. Yeah. A um, lot of good, good, like late 90s, like indie hip hop on there from The Arsonist, um, The Juggernauts, um, Cage, uh, Yakballs. Um, um, just just that whole little like late nineties indie New York scene. Yeah. Um, Farewell to Fondalum Records, the compilation. I've been bumping that. I've also been still bumping Streams of Thought too. Um, that that's also not going anywhere. And I've also been bumping. Um, you remember Dudley Perkins? Yes. Um, he was signed or to Stones Throw some years back, but he had an album called um, A Little Light. Um, it was his first album called A Little Light, uh, completely produced by Mad Lib. Um, I've been bumping that. I've been bumping that. Just kind of vibing out to that. It's some weird stuff. It's some weird music, but, it's, you know, it's good stuff. It's yeah, I was going to say, that's all good stuff, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. So i just been, yeah, just kind of been reaching back, reaching back a bit, man, and getting reacquainted with some old stuff. But <clears throat> that will be the show. So we just going to keep this train moving right into 2019, and we're going to have uh, more magnum opuses coming down the road. I'm going to bring back the uh, our this or that segment where we pair off two albums and we weigh in on which one we felt was better or 
which one we enjoyed the most. Um, um, you know, still got a lot of good topics coming up. And, uh, yeah, man, we're going to keep, keep the show rolling. We'll keep the show rolling. Hopefully, um, I get that new hardware soon from Greg to kind of help out with the <clears throat> sound quality, the, uh, the overall sound quality of the, of the, of the show. And uh, kick that up a notch. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we're going to commence again uh, next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And um, keep it rolling, man, into 2019. Cool. Happy Festivus, niggas. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> man. Absolutely. I still got my, I still got my Festivus pole up. <laughs> So with that, man, I'm going to go ahead and bid you adieu for the night. I'm going I'm, <clears> to <throat> I'm set up my pillows in my bathtub so I don't get shot tonight. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, uh, we're going to see you on the next one, man. So with that, I bid you adieu. And uh, man, peace. Peace.
Yeah. 